It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. This week on B movie breakdown, better hand over the Ram K before we tenderize your ass. <laughs> With episode number 80. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. 80 years old. <laughs> wow. We're doing this for 80 years. One a year. That's it. <laughs> Anniversary. And we still haven't collected Medicare. It's sad. It's sad. What can you do? I don't know. I don't really know much about the healthcare system. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't really want to turn this into a political debate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Be Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. This week our movie was on YouTube in full, so you can check it out on there. Pretty easy to find. Uh, you can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes, on our website, bnbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can also reach us on our website or email bnbpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at BMB Podcast or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash BMB Podcast. BMB. BMB. BMB? BMB. Why would it be BNB? I thought it was B and B. Why would it be B and B? BM is like poo. <laughs> yeah, but it's B movie breakdown, not bowel movement breakdown. We're not like going to the bathroom chopping up our turds in the toilet <laughs> with a stick bowel with that guy from the reality show. show. What guy from what reality show? <laughs> the reality chopping show on like AMC, on AMC, like the small town security. Why is he shopping up turds? I don't know. They showed it on the soup, and he's like talking about how he has a stick that he brings with him everywhere. It's just like a stick that he found outside. He brings it and he chops his poop up in the toilet so it can flush because he had a lot of bad turds. What? <laughs> But he kept the same <laughs> stick? Like, if you need a stick how do you, how do you to chop up your turds so they go down the toilet, you need to see, like, a dietitian or something. Dude, I don't know. He has more roughage in his I don't diet. Know. I, did, I don't know what to tell you. This is all... I just saw this uh, clip I, I from... I, I think I've clogged the toilet with shit, like, one time in my life. Remember when Kendall told us her brother has chits, like, this size, like, width and girth of, like, a pop can? <laughs> Or something. Anyway, disgusting. All right. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. Gina and Ryan return. The epic return. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The awakening. The awakening. The reawakening. <laughs> uh, before we get going, I uh, said I would give a shout out to another uh, podcast on the Rebellion Network. Mm. It's uh, uh, somebody you might not know, but like know of uh, Billy Wack. Of pro wrestling blitz fame in the area, he started a podcast, really? and uh, via Twitter like interactions, I mentioned that I would give them a shout out on our podcast. They have a podcast called the Wrestling Hangover. It is Billy Wack, uh, LWF fame. Most people don't know what that is, but if you know CM Punk, you know what LWF is, and you probably know what Billy who Billy Wack is. And uh, Nick Hausman is the other co-host. Some guy must be in communications or something. That knows something about podcasting and stuff. And uh, they have a new podcast called The Wrestling Hangover. And I enjoyed it. Enjoyed their first episode. And I said I would give them a shout-out. Shout-out. Via uh, little Twitter interactions there. 
So there you go. Nice. You can listen. I think you can just find it on iTunes or RebellionNetwork.com or something. First episode, they just kind of talked about LWF and what that whole thing was and a little bit of how that kind of is basically processing bloods now. Hmm. Um, But I think it's supposed to be just like they're going to talk wrestling after that. I don't know. I don't really know. When is that next one? Um... The I was leaving a break so I can cut this part out because it doesn't really matter to this. Uh, the next one we went to one like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a month ago. The last one we went to. You guys were busy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go to the next one. The next one is not till August, but it's a WrestleFest, the big like to do. Uh, but it's like and it's like uh like I don't know like thirty five bucks. Because they got like a ton of people, like right. a ridiculously amount, a huge amount of people to that. be there. Go? We were the plan was for we were all gonna get like front row seats, mm-hmm. and then they announced that front, first and second row seats were fifty dollars because it came with uh, like guaranteed meeting Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner. So it was like you get to meet these people and you get first and second row, and we're like. Some of us felt like, yeah, let's do that. And, and we're like, I don't feel like everybody's going to be on board with the $50 price mm-hmm. range. So we'll just we'll just get that. And actually, the first and second row seating sold out already. Because it's going to be at Inwood again mm-hmm. for the WrestleFest. But they got a lot of big, big-time people coming there. So it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Remember McFoley. But I assume that's why they the price is $35. Mm-hmm. Because they have, like... People like ten actually, or eleven like ex WWE people and it's all like big time. It's not like people who actually want to get paid. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. I think that's why they did like the fifty dollar thing with the with the, the guaranteed mm-hmm. meeting of Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner. I feel like those two were like, yeah, we're not coming out if we're not guaranteed money. Yeah. So yeah, and they got like Booker T and Kurt Angle and Sabu and damn uh, Sabu. Yeah, I don't know. A, a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of people, but anyways. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, back to what we were saying. But yeah, check out the Wrestling Hangover podcast. It's on uh, Wrestling or Rebellion Network and iTunes. So give them a listen. This week's movie starred one John Stamos, <laughs> Vanity, '80s fame singer, uh, actress. She's in the movie The Last Dragon. Uh, it's the only thing I ever knew her from was Last Dragon. I. I've seen this movie, Never Too Young to Die, years and years and years ago, but I did forgot she was in this. And uh, Gene Simmons, the wonderful acting chops of Gene Simmons. You can't forget the special like, appearance by Robert England. Oh yeah, Robert England mm-hmm. as well. Forgot about, almost forgot about Gene that. Gene Simmons' breasts. But they were like his breasts. They were breasts. I don't really think he has breasts. Well, I mean, well, I don't maybe he might have some sort breasts. of like man boobs now. Those. Well, they were, they were Velvet Von Ragnar's breasts. Yeah. This is true. It's a character, Gina. Whatever, I believe that he would cultivate those. It's not real. This isn't real life. I'm cultivating breasts. I think that he would procure some breasts for this movie. This isn't real life. He's hardcore. Um, Well, the movie is about a secret agent, Drew Stargrove, who is brutally murdered by the ruthless Vanguard. Or Velvet Vanguard. Yeah. Van Von Ragnar. Von Ragnar. What was I saying? Vanguard. <laughs> Vanguard. Well, Velvet Von Ragnar. Yeah. So I was combining, it together. combining it together. Uh, it's an action-packed Bond-style thriller. The murder secret. <laughs> and then they murder uh, the secret agent's they son. They George Lazenby. Yeah. George Lazenby's in it. I forgot about that. George what? Lazenby's in it. And he was the original James Bond. He was the very first... Oh, uh, 007. Played a secret agent in this movie. Yep, and he gets he gets murdered, and his son Lance Stargrove 
is thrust into the dangerous and intriguing world of secret agents and espionage. He seeks revenge against the dishbuster of gold. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Uh, yeah, this movie, it's an, a very absurd, ridiculous action movie. I like how the plot keywords on uh, IMDb say spy, female nudity, drag, <laughs> gay interest, and sex. And <laughs> None of them say, like, action or anything, so... Tagline. Female nudity. Here we go, taction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, taction. Tagline. <laughs> I'm reading tagline and action together. Just keep combining words tonight. Just keep combining. <laughs> you, gotta, you guys got to keep up. I'm going to keep combining all these things. It'll catch and, on. Yeah. I want these things to become... They want. I want them to become things, okay? <laughs> Urban Dictionary. We'll throw them on there. It'll, it'll start becoming a thing. Uh, tagline for this movie. Action. Bond style. Beauty. Vanity style. Hero. American style. What? What does it matter that it's American? There was no theme in this movie that was anti-American. He wasn't even like a hero, though. He was just kind of like... He was a college kid. He was like, well, I'm forced to defend myself There's, in this Why are there so many taglines for this movie? Stargrove, the new American hero. Vanity, the new breed of temptress. Stamos, the new breed of hero. <laughs> that's, the, oh, that's another tagline. Those, well, Stargrove is a separate one. At the age of 18, every government agency wanted him, dead 18. or alive. Why dead or alive? Yeah, why? He inherited all his father's enemies and only one of his friends. I didn't think every government agency. It wasn't even that. It was just that ragtag bunch of warrior people from Mad Maxville. Yeah, I don't know. They weren't. But they weren't, uh, they weren't a, a government agency. No, that's what I mean. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, they, they must have been trying to push some sort of initiative with this character. Like, he's going to go all the way. Like... He's gonna be some kind of new actor. We're, we're gonna make a franchise. Well, yeah, because yeah, that's what I was saying when we were watching out. this. Well, I wonder if this, if what would have happened if this movie took off for whatever reasons, and it <laughs> and it drove John Stamos into like this action career as opposed to, you know. I don't think I could live in a world. Years later, I don't want to live in a world that doesn't have yeah. Jesse Katsopoulos. Yeah, well, I mean, the character still would have existed. You yeah, literally a year after this, he got Full House within this same year. I'm sure he got Full House in the year, because Full House didn't start till 87. So this movie probably tanked, and then he was like, I'm going to try this comedy Fuck thing. this, I'm Uncle Jesse. Uh, Watch the hair. Sitcoms are big now. Like, I don't... Watch the hair. I'm tired of eating out of the garbage. What else does he say? <laughs> have mercy. Yeah, have mercy. Yep. And well, the the fidelity of Full House was much higher than this movie. I don't know if it was just because we watched on YouTube, but it looked like garbage. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say that this movie probably doesn't never had a DVD release. Yeah, did they think that, though, because Gene Simmons was involved and then Robert England was shoved in there, that they had, like, something worthwhile going, or... Not really, because Gene Simmons obviously wouldn't make it into the sequel. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, would... yeah. They would need some other aging rock star. I'd like to see John Stamos fight Keith Richards. <laughs> In drag, or just regular? Just regular scary enough. Before, this was the first movie that John Stamos ever did. He didn't do too many movies, well, obviously. I ended him a pretty sweet gig on TV. But then, yeah. before Full House, he was just on General Hospital a couple times, and some random soaps, and then he wasn't really in much, and then this movie, and then Full House. And then Greek Yogurt. And then an episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper as Jesse Gonsopoulos. 
Weird. I thought Jesse Katsopoulos only hung out with the Beatles. Or not the Beatles. The Beach Boys. (laughs) The Beach Boys. (laughs) The Beatles. (laughs) They resurrected the the Beatles. Yikes. Um, (laughs) Apparently he drummed for the Beach Boys for a while and still does from time to time. That's pretty pretty wild. He did. Because he's like, I'm obsessed. Be on my show. Be on my show. Be on my show. And they were like, okay, guy, fine. Be with us, too. We like you. Fine, sure. Just made a song in Kokomo. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I didn't know he was on an episode of Tales from the Crypt, either. I have to watch that episode. I don't, I have them all. Yeah, there are a lot of weird people that were on Tales from yeah, the Crypt. Yeah, uh, one of my, honestly, one of the best episodes that, that I've watched of Tales from the Crypt is directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And it's a great fucking episode. Yeah, I used to have the whole series. But... We should watch them. I haven't watched them. I, I have them. I have the. I actually have the first season on DVD, but I had the whole series on my hard drive. Yeah, I have. I have too much space. Yeah, it takes up a huge chunk, but I feel like I can never delete it because I did a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I mean, that's how I felt at first, but then Mike. You need space. Yeah, I, I, I for had, other things that matter. I, I had like ten gigs free on a terabyte and a half hard drive, so I decided to get rid of some stuff. But yeah, um, what was I gonna say? Mm-hmm. This uh, this movie, uh, the whole plot is Ragnar, uh, Gene Simmons' character, this evil, crazy hermaphrodite, hermaphrodite mastermind. In he was. He played crazy pretty well at certain times where he was just laughing his ass off and just being like just like his eyes back just in like when he revealed that he was it was him and he was the guy in the beard and it was very obvious that it was him in the beard because <laughs> throughout this movie he's Ragnar who's this hermaphrodite villain cross dresser. Uh, well, he's not cross dresser necessarily, right? Because he's a hermaphrodite. He's, he's half man, you don't have half to be. woman. Well, don't, don't most hermaphrodites like dress as women, I or think are most women hermaphrodites? I think I don't. I hermaphrodites don't. aren't like a thing that are just everywhere. That's just, her, being a hermaphrodite is different than being transgender. This is true because hermaphrodite, you're born with a penis and a vagina right. and boobs. So you don't. I mean, that's what I thought. Was, but that's what I mean. That that's what I thought was a little misguided. Was that he was supposed to be a hermaphrodite and not a trans person? Just saying, LGBT issues. What's the issue? They blatantly <laughs> stated that he's a hermaphrodite many times. They never said that he was a crossdresser. I understand. Never mind. I'll take my. I'll get my soapbox off. He did take obviously. But what's? Gender, I don't see what your soapbox issues. point is. Yeah. I don't even understand it. it this movie didn't sense. offend anybody or do anything I, wrong. I, they just said he was a hermaphrodite. I was just or offended she, by the she. fact that it was made. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like hermaphrodites aren't like a normal like everyday thing. Right. For the, it's a rare commodity. For them they are. It's a rare commodity. I just feel like that's that, like because uh, he was a hermaphrodite doesn't mean that he needed to be like. Drag. He wasn't in drag. He just uh, he dressed. He was dressed an evil like mastermind. He he dressed like an evil master. Yeah, he dressed like Gene Simmons, <laughs> but with like a curly giant yes, hair. Like, there's like an homage to what's his face, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah kinda. But also divine in a weird way. Well, apparently the costume Gene Simmons wears for his nightclub act as Velvet is actually the same costume that actress Linda Carter wore. For a te- television special Encore in 1980, in which she tried to look like a member of the band Kiss while singing "I Was Made for Loving You." 
Wow. That's like inceptionized. Yeah. It's yep. <laughs> super meta. That is crazy. I was made for loving you, baby. Did she have a yeah, cat? Talk about disco kiss. Also, or... <laughs> disco kiss. That'd be a sweet band name. Disco kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, I don't really see that there was a big issue here with the uh, transgender. I don't know because they never they weren't like oh it's a cross dresser or it's a tranny like they're like oh it's a hermaphrodite and he said multiple times throughout the movie like I'm half man half woman like a half. yeah so like. I'd say it's like three quarters woman. I didn't see what was going on too much. Yeah, because you've got twenty five percent boob, twenty five percent boob. There was boob, yeah. And then you got twenty five percent vagina. And then you got like you know your twenty five percent seventy five percent woman. Yeah, I'd say math checks out. Yeah, it's true. I guess he did a pretty good job. I don't. He wasn't like super. He wasn't like super lispy no, he, or whatever. He, he, he was just very like diva. He he wasn't awful. I I don't I don't know. Was anybody in this movie necessarily awful? No, the movie. The movie is just awful. awful. It wasn't like yeah. It wasn't like anybody specifically was. Well, everyone awful. made their contribution. Yes, yeah. here and there. <laughs> they but, were definitely like. What was the part where he's like take out the garbage or whatever. Yeah. Garbage Garbage him. Garbage him. I don't even know. What I was trying to get at before, but I don't even understand the plot of this movie because it is, he's trying to get radioactive waste into the water supply. That is okay and makes sense. The way they're trying to do it makes no sense. Yeah, with a floppy disk. They needed a, well, I understood until the end of the movie when there was a bomb. I thought that they were creating some sort of computer program that would redirect this waste into the water supply. That's what it seemed like. That's what the intention... That's what was implied. I don't know, but when he put the disc in the computer at the end, like, in the dam, some machinery started moving. So I have no fucking clue. They were just, like, technology (sighs) Like, like these giant valves were opening, but... You know what happened? They didn't show enough. No, they didn't. What happened is the inclusion of technology in this movie... And a little, just too little knowledge of working parts, but they thought, we're on the cusp of all this stuff. Blah, blah, floppy disk, blah, blah, computer program, blah, 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 computers. That's all that they really <laughs> felt like they had to do. Like, you, nobody probably understood. They're probably like, oh, yeah, fl- get the floppy disk, and oh, yeah, I gotta put it in the computer. Oh, yeah, oh, technology, wow. In retrospect, I feel like we're like, what the fuck? But I think maybe to people at the time who didn't really know, maybe they were just like, nobody fucking knows about this computer bullshit. We could say it does whatever we want it to do. We don't fucking care. And yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. It happened a lot in the 80s. There's just a lot of that. A lot of, you know, oh, nobody knows this shit. We'll just, you know, boop, boop. You know, and it, it was funny. We were talking about last week, too. I don't know how this kind of makes me think of what we, about how, because uh, the kid in the movie last week, Mikey, was the same kid from Blake Check. And it was a couple years a before. Kid? Yeah, it was a couple years before Blank Check. And we we're talking about how that movie is so unbelievably real, unrealistic because he only had a million dollars, yet he bought like a castle almost. He bought everything. And he yeah. bought all these things. 
But when we, it's like you're talking about computers, like, oh, people just believe it. It's like, but we were kids, so we just thought like a million dollars was yeah. like everything. Yeah. So we just believed it because it was like, well, fuck, he has a million dollars. Of course you can buy well, it. I don't have a million dollars. I don't know what you could buy with it. Yeah, yeah it like, sounds like a lot case? of money. Like Duffy, with, what's her name? Wasn't her name Duffy, the lady? Hillary Duff? No. Uh, Hillary Duffy. <laughs> no, the fucking 30-year-old woman like that legitimately tried to get all up on that child. She only tries to movie. get with him because she's trying trying to get the the she goes bad guys on a date with him in the fountain to be nice to be nice to him but there's a weird th- part in the fountain cuz she wants to get in she probably would have banged that kid to get the case <laughs> she would have banged that kid if it took it if necessary and tone loke yeah. yeah and she already banged tone loke that's just his name was juice in that movie <laughs> juice oh my god anyway <laughs> Karen Duffy. Karen Duffy. There yes. you go. Karen Duffy. The pedophile. Yeah. Because well, I remember watching it in a family video one night being like, what the fuck? Because I hadn't watched it in forever. Yeah, and she's in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's the one, like, the assassin person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. I think that she's the only in those. She's not really in much, many other things. I anything else, yeah. She did a voice in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, really? Linda Otter. Uh, Small little well, random. Yeah. <laughs> that's a random thing to be in that after not really being weird. in anything for like a lot of, a lot of years. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where we how we got on to. I know I was talking about the kid from Blank Check and how computers and oh, uh, I, I liked how his whole thing of what he wanted was he he wanted gold money and jewels. This is what he assumed he was getting for... The thing is, though, he... Once he got the... I guess once he got the disc, shit went wrong, and that's why they had the briefcase thing, to do it on the run. Yeah. Because, like, shit went wrong. But, like, he never, like, started to make any sort of demands and get this I I just don't understand, like... if, If he intended on poisoning the water supply, how would he get the money... Like, you can't... He wouldn't be able to reverse it. Why not threaten the fact that you can't See, that's what I'm it. saying. Yeah. Well, I thought that's what he was gonna do, like, threaten it. You know what I mean? At first, just be like, I'm gonna do this, or you better give me money. Like, like not every, just do every, it and now give me money. I think you already fucked everything yeah, up. why would we give you anything? Uh-uh. Like, any... He was the worst fucking supervillain ever. <laughs> he didn't think it through. You know why? Those womanly woman hormones. Brain. Yep, that's yep. what it was. Fucking women. So crazy. All he cared more about was... Was vanity. Yeah. Oh. The other thing I enjoyed was that his manicure also doubled as a deadly weapon. Yeah, and apparently, like, all hermaphrodites and or transsexuals in the 80s had... Giant long fingernails because at that bar, the, all the waitresses seemed to be they yeah. that transsexuals, and they all had like, they had, like mega foot long fingernails. They had to get that cocaine. No, the foot long fingernails. Well, they the used bed. all their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Just scoop it up. <laughs> scoop it up. <laughs> scoop it up. There you go. Yeah, why didn't Paul Stanley have a cameo in this? That's what we're missing a Paul Stanley cameo. I'd be. Just needed somebody to walk by with a star over their eye. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that 
In the 80s, it was easier for people to have those nails because they didn't really do anything with, like, computers or whatever. So it was just, You ever like, see somebody typing with long nails? It's impressive. It's sick. <laughs> Makes me sick. And they don't even use the nails because they might break them. They use, like, the, the bottom pads. of their fingers. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. fucking stupid. I wonder how Gene Simmons got into this movie. Who approached... Like, cause, or was he really trying... Because he's in a movie also in the 80s called Trick or Treat. Not like the mm. other Trick or Treat. It's called Trick or Treat. It's him and Dee Snyder that are in it. Yeah. Yes, they're the stars of it. And I feel like... Well, I wonder if he was like trying to get into like some sort of act, acting roles. Because like, they had taken off the makeup at that point. Mm. So like now you see the his face... And so now, like, maybe I can do this thing because, you know, my face is out there now as opposed to just the... I'm not known for just the demon character in the band. I don't know his motivations behind this. Yeah. There's no explanation for it's, this. It's very, very interesting. And, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. It's just... It's an absurd <laughs> movie. It's, it just takes place in an amusement park, the whole movie. It's like in a Six Flags. <laughs> it's it, it, in Kiss. They have superpowers. Well, yeah, it's very, very, very absurd, and we just have to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a VCR and watch it. You said you, I have a VCR. You have one, so we can eventually watch it on the good old VHS. Uh, the, this movie was actually out on VHS, video cassette, sorry, mm-hmm. and laserdisc. Fuck Whoa. yeah! So this movie got a laserdisc release. Jesus. Could you imagine having a laser just copy of this movie? What the fuck? Oh my god. That's the only thing I have. John Stamos. So how old was John? John Stamos was supposed to be 18. I don't know how old he was playing a fucking 18 year old. He did not look 18. He was supposed to be 18? I don't know if it was specifically 18. No, he was supposed to be 18. You read it aloud like two minutes ago. Hello. Yeah, I did. So let me look up to see... How old, um... And he would, because they said that's why he couldn't get, we were talking about that, the inheritance, or the, you know, because he wasn't 21. He was 23. 23 playing 18. That's not so bad. It's not so bad. Yeah, that's not so bad. I mean, look at, like, look look at, like, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Like, that whole... That, that whole, yeah, seriously. Jesus. Like, look at that whole, like, especially in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. There were that was like a huge thing. Like I was listening to something the other day, a podcast or something, and the person on there was talking about how and during that era there was no roles for like a, I don't know, uh, like a twenty something. There were no twenty something characters on TV. It was like you're either a teenager or you're not. Like yeah. you're not getting anything. So if you were like twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, or whatever, you're playing. 16, 17, or 18. Yeah. Like, look at Bur- uh, 90210. Right. Yeah, None of them there. look like fucking high school no. students. No. It's they all awkward. easily look like they're in their 20s. You know what a realistic depiction of high school is? Degrassi, mm. Next Generation. I can't speak for the other one because I never watched the old school one, but those kids are awkward as fuck. And that's the way it should be. You know what an even better dis- depiction of high school is? Hmm. Clone High. What's Clone High? It was an animated TV show on MTV. <laughs> All right. Yeah, those were they had uh like historical figures. Gandhi, mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. It was a great show. It was a, it was a great show. But I I don't know. I just wanted to just totally fuck up your 
your whole Fine. super super strong standpoint on Degrassi. I've never watched Degrassi, so I don't. It's hundred percent intense. I watched way too much of it. It goes there. Those are taglines. Oh, I remember Jane and Bob were on there. Yeah, they were, and it was, yeah. they were very involved. They were on there for several episodes, yeah. and I remember. It's because uh, growing up, Kevin Smith was like obsessed with Degrassi. Yeah. Yeah, there was some kind of vibe there. I could see that. Yeah, he was obsessed. He's like romantically involved with one of the moms on the show, and it got like very Who was Jay? Doobie. Yeah, Jason. No, but he Jay? played. He played himself. They played Jay and Silent Bob, but then Kevin Smith like also like played himself. So Kevin Smith was romantically involved. Yeah, so it's like one of the moms. Oh, I said Jay, and you said yes. Oh, so. not Jay. No, sorry, but he played. They played them so, like separately. Snoochie. Bitch. Sorry. So they played themselves, and they played Jay and Silent Bob. Right, because they were supposed to be filming a, a movie at the time. <laughs> what? Oh, I get it. Kind of <laughs> on the show. Like in, but like not like in Scream Three when they just play Jay and Silent Bob. No, they play because they don't play themselves in Scream Three. They're just Jay and Silent Bob. No, sorry, they, they do play Jay and Silent yeah, Bob, but they're on they a mirror. Also play because in Scream Three, there's like the making of the stab movie mm-hmm. or whatever, oh, yeah. and then Jay and Silent Bob are on the set or on the Miramax lot at one point because mm-hmm. like Miramax. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, we're not talking about Scream, we're talking about Never Too Young to Die. We have to stop digressing. Digressing. (laughs) I was just going to say that, damn it. (laughs) You fucking beat me to it. Uh, The movie also, uh, I almost forgot about this, because they kind of throw it out the window. I don't even know why they introduced us to this, that he's like a gymnastics star. Yeah, whatever, weird. It only played off a few times in the movie. Well, he did do a lot of flips during the fight scene. A couple times. Well, because they think they knew So I think they had to establish why he could flip around. Why didn't they just establish that he was like some sort of like martial arts Because of his body type and stuff. He was a puss. He was a big old puss. The wrestlers made fun of him. He was a badass at the end. He was a big puss. And the only reason that he was because he he knew gymnastics and could flop around. Because yeah. Nipples? Yeah. That that's a valid fighting tactic. Biting somebody's nipples? <laughs> yeah. I think if I think if I get in a scuffle over, I'm just gonna bite him on the nipple. Yeah, but like a man, it's gonna be harder to get to the nipple. Yeah. A mm-hmm. woman, so, or hermaphrodite, is easier to get to the nipple, depending on size of breast. Mm-hmm. Cup size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Size of breast. I really wish Brad just said that. Size of breasts. Well, why? Well, I mean, put your you, boobies in here. Can't you say both? You can't say size of breasts. You have to say cup size when you're talking I guess. about boobs. It's the cup. I don't know. You have to say cup size. The That's breast like itself is like twenty ounce. Different. The cup is just underneath there. Yeah. Yeah, but the cup doesn't matter when you're biting a nipple. We're done with this. <laughs> Back on track. Well, in a fight. You're not going to be worrying about cup size. No. You're going to want, nipples you're, are you're gonna be worrying about b- breast size. If something is and hanging placement, off. If you're trying to and placement me, of the nipple. You're trying to beat me up and something is hanging off of your body. I don't care if it's an appendage. If it is attached to you, I'm going to try to rip it the fuck off. Well, if it was attached to you, then it would be an appendage. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't care no, if it's an appendage hip, or no, attached. No, but sometimes, like, a going down. No, like a hair, hair, or a scarf, or something. Some girls are worse fighters than men are. Because we don't care. You back us into a corner. Well, rip, rip, Well, tear, now me and Ryan slice. are going to start biting nipples. Are you bite out there biting nipples? I don't think so. No, I'm not. We learned some fighting techniques. Mm-hmm. I guess. All right. Have fun biting. The only nipples. thing is, though, I think John Cena learned that from Vanity. 
from biting the nipple. Yeah, she, she did bite his nipple. She was obsessed. Right. Maybe oh, John Stamos, like when he takes his shirt off, he just has some very like wonderful nipples. They're like gum drops. <laughs> like, <laughs> like gum drops. No. You just gotta put your mouth on them. Mm. You can't stay away. <laughs> gotta go back on track. <laughs> the snazberries taste like snazberries. No. That's what she said when she licked his nipples. That'll taste like Those Greek yogurt. puffy nipples. Did, were they puffy? I don't know. Well, then why'd you say that? Because it's fun. Because <laughs> it's fun. Okay, I, I'll we'll we'll go with that. That uh, okay. That that's it's fun to mention puffy nipples. Um, uh, he also had his own theme song that played throughout the entire movie in different variations. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just Stargrove over and over and. Uh, but the beginning when it played, you didn't know who the fuck yeah. that person was. He didn't yeah. even tell you his name. He yet. was just doing gymnastics, and I was like, Stargrove. Stargrove. And it wasn't even the song wasn't even about him. It was about his dad at first. I thought. I think it was about him because it was his movie. His movie. And he was prominently in the scene when the song was playing. Fine. Yeah, you didn't even see his dad. <laughs> all, all you saw was George Lazenby as Drew Stargrove. Maybe that's why then I credits. assumed that the song, I didn't really put two and two together that he was his dad for a little while until after that song was over. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, also, uh, what was her name in the movie? <clears throat> Vanity's name? Donja. Oh, yeah. Donja. Donja, Donja Deering. Donja Deering. <laughs> Half the time, I don't feel like anyone called her. I feel like people were murmuring her name, like Ganja. I Ginja. barely read the script. I one person, one person called her Ganja Danja. Yeah. Well, maybe she liked that weed. Four twenty blazer. Yeah. Why not? All day, every day. All day, every day. She's living on that ranch with those horses and shit. Was she living there? I don't know. She, I think uh, she's just riding horses. Their relationship was unclear. Doesn't matter. Had sex. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something was happening. Yeah, I feel like... Oh, my God. The... Jesus. Um, the person who wrote this movie also wrote the Baby Geniuses. What? <laughs> yeah, the person who wrote this movie also wrote Baby Geniuses and Baby Geniuses 2. The Awakening. Super Babies. I don't know what to do with that. And a movie called Double O Kid. Why all now kid movies? Are there flying tatas and hermaphrodites in this movie? What happened? And Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt. That hasn't come out yet. And Baby Geniuses, the Space Baby. That also hasn't come out yet. Once once the the franchise goes into space, you know it's over. (laughs) Or you know it's just begun, because then you have to go to the hood. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Always. It's the next next logical step. Leprechaun got it right. Oh, fuck. Jason didn't. He didn't go to the hood after he went to space. He went to New York first. Yeah, for like 30 minutes in a movie called Jason Takes Manhattan. On a boat. It was Jason on a boat. (laughs) No. With less than 30 minutes in New York. But yeah, he went to space and then they realized we got nothing else. We have to make this movie not exist. We have to reboot. No, they went to Freddy vs. Jason, and they just made it, like, well, this movie never they, happened. Didn't they come out? Yeah, the, they did do a remake. Like, like five years ago? Yeah, it tanked, and nothing I, since. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was terrible. I was r- r- really upset with it. <laughs> they tried I, to, I expected they it to they, be bad. But they tried yeah. to give Jason, like, reasoning, and, like, he has a system of underground tunnels. That's how he gets around fast everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, he was, he was, he was like uh, hydrocephalic, and he's not smart. 
Yeah, he was like he was a, a very deformed head. Yeah, yes. I don't remember that. Raised by wolves, that's my theory. Him being intelligent. My yeah. theory is that when he drowned in the lake, he didn't really drown. He was just holding his breath for a long time and swam to the other side of the lake, and then nobody could find him, and then he was raised by wolves for years. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll roll with that. He was raised by wolves, and then when he finally found everybody again, the first thing he saw was his mother being murdered. Well. And in reality, he's just trying to make friends, but it hit... In his brain, he's been trying to make friends, but it translates to murder. Like, what's his face? Lenny. Yep. And pet the rabbits. Yep. Alright. I'm Frankenstein. No. No? That's like Frankenstein. Yeah, he kills a little girl. Yeah, because she's like, here's a flower, and he's like, fucking die, bitch. He doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't understand. This is Jason. He doesn't understand. Well, we went off track again. We did. We've come <laughs> off track many times. It's okay. It happens. Because uh, this movie was just it was just ridiculous. There were there was just a lot of ridiculous things. Uh, a lot of mistakes in this movie too, like people holding a gun and not holding a gun, leaving a gun behind, then they have a gun. Uh, there was that one cut with John Stamos where he's laying on the ground, and then it cut. It just cut, and then he had a gun in his hand. <laughs> it was like it was a really hard fucking cut. The dubbing too. Yeah, the dubbing, and then when you he was like, "Pop can in your mouth," and you're yelling something. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, "It was beard." Take it out of my left breast pocket, pointing to his right. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa, what was going on there? Uh, yeah, the stage left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, one of the more ridiculous scenes I think in the movie was the initial. When he finds out that he has a farm, and he finds out his dad was like this like secret agent type of person. Why were there barbarians? Yes, I was getting to that. <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting to. They show Vanity, who is also the special agent, whatever agency they work for. Who fucking knows? Anonymous government agency. Yeah. Like I feel like that happens way too often in movies. They don't explain what this Especially agency is. Kind of like movies. splinter group. Yeah. yeah. Offshoot of another agency. Who yeah. knows? Just, yeah. Sort of like just have access to military uh, yeah, resources. Yeah. Maybe well, even we a, do have the biggest military funding out of everyone yeah. in the world. Maybe even a mercenary group. Just a side. Like the A-team. Yeah. The, the Expendables. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he goes to that barn, and she's there riding horses, and all of a sudden, somebody is coming into the barn. This guy was like a skull And he's literally head. Conan the Barbarian. Ah! He's absurd. Like, the gang that Jane Simmons had was already like a ragtag group of people, like Mad Max style. Yeah, warriors. That guy had a skull belt no, buckle Mad made out of a real skull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was absurd. Like, I don't even know. His name was Pyramid. His fucking name was Pyramid. And he had that giant afro hawk. And I didn't even understand what was even going on in that part. Like, the other yeah, guy jumped down. What did it have to do with her? And, well, they thought she knew where the disc was. The di- Ram Disc, or Ram K, as they kept calling it. <laughs> they call it Ram Disc sometimes, or Ram K. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he was like, hand over the Ram K, bitch. We'll tenderize your butt. <laughs> Like, all right. And then uh, John Stamos ends up running into the barn. He's like, what's going on here? He probably says what's going on here about 500 times yeah. within this next couple minutes. And then what did it get, what got shot off the shelf that started a fire? 
Um, I don't even know. There was just fucking fire all of a sudden. In a box labeled grenades. Yeah. yeah. A giant box of grenades. Yeah. Well, because the barn had, like, secret compartments of weapons inside of it. Right. And she jumps on the wall. Yeah. When it's on the like, wall, lasers. puts her hand on the button, spins the wall around, comes out with machine gun, shooting up the place. <laughs> Which, that wall has to spin out with all the guns on it first. So, what's to stop? I mean, if you don't know it's there, it just goes whoop. But, I mean... Yeah, but it's close spun, it spun pretty it. fast. You could have grabbed a gun from there. You know, she could have armed them. If you were close enough. Yeah. So, I thought that was pretty tactful, tactless. Well, blame uh, George Lazenby. He's the one that probably designed oh, it. like George Lazenby. Oh. <laughs> is that really lazy, though? Or is it just, like, for... for... A little more thought could have gone into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, there's just a box of grenades and then the Barn yeah, why would why would he have all the guns hidden behind his secret wall and just a fucking box of grenades <laughs> sitting out? In case you just ever need to grab a grenade real quick. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I remember when she was petting the horse and she was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> "I saw that video too." Yeah, oh was, God. that was weird. I almost forgot all about that. Those yeah, buckets full. Oh uh, no! And then yeah, and then I didn't even understand what was going on really, because then. He's like talking to her, and he's like, oh, "Excuse me," because he didn't want to see her in her bra. But he's seen her in her bra like at least two or three she times saw before her, this. Yeah, when she was fighting. she had her clothes ripped off a lot in the movie. Yeah, she did at least like four times. Yeah, and then yeah, when the almost rape, like no. sexual assault scene, we we'll no. call it, uh, got her shirt split open there, and, and boobs. Yeah, just but then they were like weird sexual assault boobs. They weren't like sexy boobs. Yeah. What do you mean there like were sexual weird. assault boobs just because it almost happened so they felt weirder? Gives yeah. you an awkward boner. Yeah, it's weird. Because it's like... You just forget that... Why would you bother I, to I rip sh- her boobs out? I shouldn't out, be aroused by this. Boob- yeah, whip her boobs out while she's getting sexually well, assaulted. Well, look at in uh, No Holds Barred. That lady was getting raped in the parking garage and he just tore her skirt down and ripped <laughs> her shirt slightly that. open. Yikes. I was just like, if you were a female character in any kind of action movies in the 80s, it was like, be prepared because, I mean, rape, obviously. You're not in a fair fight, uh, so we're just gonna have that person rip your shirt off and just, and then you're fine with it. You're fine with it. I wish that happened more, to be honest. I wish they were just like, you see the guy in the corner and he's just going, just jiggling. Jiggling. Makes like the jackpot sound from a slot machine. Or he's just practicing in the corner for later. The guy's like, no, you gotta, you gotta do it like, not like you're doing it slightly wrong. <laughs> well, then my point was that those characters are just meant to be like, well, whatever, back to fighting. Like, what? That's fucked up. Like, what if a guy character in an action movie, like, they pantsed him and started fucking sticking stuff up his butthole <laughs> and just like touching him, and grabbing stuff, yeah, and then just and then just he's supposed to go back and just be like, whatever, back to fighting, guys. Let me tug on your dick a little while. <laughs> it like, happens in some movies. <laughs> I don't know. We did watch a movie way early on in this podcast. It was called The Rape of Richard Beck. And it starred um, the guy who plays Trotman in the uh, Rambo movies. (laughs) And, yeah, Colonel Trotman. He gets... uh, He's like a police officer. And the whole movie, like, basically the whole... All the police, like... Whole police sir, like station and everybody, they all think rape victims are just a joke. They bring it upon themselves, like, oh, rape victims are idiots. They just bring it upon themselves. And then he's chasing this guy into, like, this, like, warehouse, and they go into, like, a sewer, and then this other guy's down there, and they rape him. 
What? And they're like, when, when, oh, when? like yeah, oh, that's... he's a piggy. Like, he's a pig. Every time you have to do the piggy thing, apparently well, someone's he's raped. A, well, he's a cop, so pig, right, cop. Piggy. Yeah, deliverance. And yeah, so and, yeah, and he's like, they're like, he's a pig, and they're like, and they rape him under this like sewer, and what a terrible and then place he for like, rape. and then he like becomes kind of somewhat sympathetic towards rape victims now. And what's the point of this movie after that? To, to awareness awareness and then he becomes like a rape investigator well yeah he becomes like a rape investigator people give him a hard time he's like you gotta, it's a real thing and like it was like a TV movie but it had uh, god damn it uh, Richard Crana that's his name I looked, I remembered it before I even looked at the thing <laughs> him and I think Joanna Kearns is in it uh-huh. and uh, a few other people what year did you say Oh, you don't have to look. I mean, it's not going to have to be labor intensive. Damn it. You're getting us off track again. Whatever. Uh, the Rape of Richard Beck came out in 1985. Yikes. Yeah, it's like he's a police detective who believes that rape victims are asking for it. Wow. Yeah, it's like the it's a big part of the thing. Meredith, Meredith Baxter. Whoa. Uh, Joanna Kearns. The other people. Show me that's my love. Yeah, it was actually it won an Emmy. He won an Emmy for the rape of Richard Beck. <laughs> Weird. But it's a very ridiculous Take movie. That Emmy it's... And shove it up your ass. Wow. <laughs> All right, back to work. So there we go. That's a man rape movie. <laughs> I don't know. Did you debate that their man rape movies didn't exist? Or I didn't something? think they didn't exist. I just thought in action movies or just like movies where well, a woman is supposed to have a mission and then something so fucked up like that. Well, happens. I think in action movies you don't normally have like characters who are just like, I guess maybe in this movie because he was a hermaphrodite, which doesn't make him necessarily gay, but I feel like he would have preferred men. Oh yeah, he almost tongued Jason Stamos at the end. When he asked for the the autograph. Where that came from. He's like, Jason Voorhees? Traded for a wet kiss. Yeah, he wanted to trade an autograph for a wet kiss. Yeah, he made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, and of course they had to have the shot of, like, one shot of his tongue. Yeah, like oh, how could, how, oh, yeah, he stuck it out of few He stuck like, it how in could, that lady's mouth, the girl mouth. Yeah, but like at the end when he went to go kiss Gene, or John Stamos, they did Gene one Stamos. Yeah, they did one shot fully of like fully frontal yeah, of him screamed. of him doing like the, the Cuz like how could they not have the Gene like how like you're going to have Gene Simmons in this movie as a weird character and not do like the tongue thing. Right. Like, that's like his thing he does, so it's like well, can you not? And his character is very sexual and to begin with. Sexualized. Yes. The dance of the three snakes. No, I didn't ever <laughs> yeah. see that again. Never yeah, aren't you going to get that tattoo? Oh my god. The yeah. dance of the three snakes tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Gene Simmons also plays a character... Carruthers. Uh, Carruthers, who is part of this agency. <laughs> it looks like Chuck Norris. Looks yeah. kind of like Chuck Norris. And it's so obvious that it's... Not necessarily that it's Ragnar because he's full of full of makeup and full of makeup. <laughs> his face is full of makeup. Yeah, and like you know, so it's like oh, we don't really see him without makeup too much. So maybe you don't want to realize what he looked like with a beard and, but you can tell it's not like his real hair and real beard. Yeah, like nobody it took me a would fall for figure this. out that he was. Yeah, at the, Simmons, at the beginning, though. you couldn't tell when they're. Yeah, they were in like a darker like type it's of. Just like, what's wrong with that guy? You know who he kind of looked like was Ricolo. Mr. Ricolo from Burris and Goods, <laughs> who comes out to a kiss song. Oh, conspiracy. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> yep, disco kiss. <laughs> that was really funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then there was that where they were we were talking about the where he's uh, wants the wet kiss. There was that biker bar scene where you could just drive motorcycles in and, and you like, had like right up to the bar on your motorcycle and you could drive up to the bar the and get head. and you can get like a beer and some gasoline <laughs> and a lube job and, well and a lube job which is apparently just doesn't exist because he never got his lube job and then he asked the the trans the tranny for yeah i want a lube job I want a loop job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then Ragnar had a performance which was way too long. It was like, what? A... It was just so Gene Simmons could sing. So many But he's not a singer, so I don't understand. That's he like why. sings backup That's in a few why. songs. Like, That's I don't... why he wanted well, it to. It wouldn't be impressive if it came out playing bass. <laughs> 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 he just goes on bass guitar. <laughs> Well, that's why. Maybe that was Gene Simmons. Bang, 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 Maybe he was trying to start something. Maybe he was trying to start his own thing. Where he's and then he's doing this performance, and there is literally a woman in the crowd that is a mom. <laughs> she has a Mickey Mouse. Mouse sweater on. She didn't get the... And she's like in like just it. like jeans and a sweater, and totally all mommed out. Yeah. Off offbeat to the song. She yeah. just wandered into this dystopian movie set. <laughs> Just they just threw that life. in there to see if anybody would notice. Yeah. Like we did. <laughs> like why else was that in there? I honestly have no other idea. Well, but he, I mean, we were talking about his the long nails before. His long nails paid off for him because he had the one Stab. really long nail. Give was, him the finger. Give him the finger. Finger, 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 finger him. Finger <laughs> him. And he was like. And when he kills, what's his face? Who, his why wife? did he kill that lady in the beginning? What did she have to do? Wife, I thought. That was Stargrove or whatever his wife. I think it was just the woman he was banging because they mentioned that he had lots of women. Uh, well, maybe it was, but it was yeah, some. Because like in the pictures on the table, yeah, it was like beginning. multiple women. At the, the beginning, when she was tied to that, what looked like a crucifix. Something. <laughs> he, he asked her who she gave the disc to, so I think she was just like one of his associates, uh. like another agent. And she's, she infiltrated and stole their disc. My favorite part. Yeah, was... she was. Yeah, she was an agent. She was somebody okay. who stole the disc. Got it. That's why she was dressed like that because she was trying to dress like, like a one hooker. of. Yeah, but like one of them, like yeah. a like a biker, like crazy, like. Gene uh... Simmons ripped her shirt open too. He Corey, did. My favorite part was when Corey was like, "Where's her boobs? Where do boobs go?" Literally, there was like a th- like they put like a prosthetic over her chest. Because he ripped her shirt entirely open, and then there was, like, a skin. It was just, like, flat, like a man's chest with no nipples. It was, that's literally was why my reaction was that way. Because then it cut back, and then the shirt was only slightly cut Where open. Bo- Where are the boobs? Because <laughs> I just didn't understand why he cut her shirt open, and then she had, like, a plain, no-nippled yeah. chest. Well, I would think the point would be to expose the boobs, but yeah. Yes, it was a very weird... fingernail sexually up someone's shirt to cut it open, I would think the boobs would happen mm-hmm. in and then, but, movie. Because then they cut back, and her shirt was only slightly ripped, as opposed to being all the way cut open, as it was. Sloppy. It was It was very, very weird. And what about when that guy's got on that motorcycle and it blew up, and then he just walked away from the explosion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ended up face down on the ground, but started to get up. And there's Whatever. a few times in this movie where people should have just died. That being one of them. The other one, when John Stamos's head is banged into a kitchen sink. <laughs> and it's like a porcelain yeah. kitchen sink. He got bashed. Banged into the sides of it. Smashed into plates. Banged into the side <laughs> of it again. So, And then he's head into a table. Head into like a 
bookshelf. Bookshelf. And he is, like, barely, like, beat up. Yeah. Like, no. The banging on the head from the thing would have been bloodied mass death. Yeah. Like, uber brain damage. Just, like, absolutely just absurd. And this is when he kind of fights back for the first time. Yeah, so, like, make him bleed, make him bleed. Yeah, and he starts fighting back, he gets a shotgun, he's like, Stargrove. Lance oh, yeah. Stargrove. Stargrove. Yeah. Shoots the gun. Like, or cocks the gun in the in between. Just absolutely just ridiculous. And then he discovers, like, the secret layer under the bed. And, oh, yeah. Uh, we really there. haven't really... We never touched on his buddy Cliff, who's, like, his oh, roommate yeah, in Asian school, guy. who's, like, an inventor, and he has all these gadgets for him. And what's the name of his gun that he created? The I don't even flame remember. Flame something? Flameball gun? I Some don't know. kind of It looked like shit. a flamethrower. That's what I thought it was going to be, but then it ended up shoot, shooting out these little, like, it, it balls Roman, of fire. Roman candles. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it was a Roman candle shooter, and it, but they it And then whenever it didn't when work, things. it was like, wow, wow. <laughs> they might as well have played that sound. <laughs> And I liked when he was down in the secret lair and seeing all his dead stuff and he picked up a gun with like two fingers and was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> I- Icky Mac 10. Yeah, what is this, gun? <laughs> like, it was just very ridiculous. And when they go to save Danja, what are they doing to her? They're trying to, like, just... They put her in, like, an oven that's just heating oh, up. Oh, yeah. First of all, they threw it... Spent I, a very long time throwing a net over her and stuff. They could have just I thought, incapacitated I, her ass. I thought they they were going to, like, put her in, like, some sort of incinerator where there'd just be flames everywhere and she would just burn. She was But they were just, like, uh, she's on a slab, and on the co- sides of the slab, fire was slightly coming out the sides. <laughs> It's like yeah, I'd be like oh, it's just kind of like a sauna in here. Yeah, like I don't understand. It's just that the... whole thing where it's like some sort of air of danger, but mostly this is about sex, so we can't hurt her too bad. <laughs> yeah, because then they kind of like start thinking about Carruthers might be a traitor. They don't necessarily know that it's a yeah like that it's Gene Simmons, him. but it's they thinking like oh, he's a traitor. So as they're discussing this, they start making out. And then he's like, no. Right. Like, no. This part was... <laughs> nope, I don't want any... This is the greatest part of the whole movie. Yeah. There's like, no, we don't want anything to do with this. Like, he's like, I gotta focus on this mission, blah, blah, blah. And then, so she, like, he goes in, changes... Yeah, he changes into a different shirt uh, that wasn't meant to... He obviously took care of something else and then came out. <laughs> and, that didn't help him at all. And, he rubbed on out first. <laughs> yeah, so, well, thank you. But he, he had you. the same pants on. Well, I guess you could keep the same pants on. Uh, the white pants yeah. had to get no, no, he was so... <laughs> They were white pants anyway. <laughs> they were white pants. It would have been okay. Yeah. And it's after Labor Day. I don't know how he ended it. I don't know why he when needed to change the shirt, but... He, uh, well, he changed the shirt. He definitely looked very Jesse Kinsopolis yeah. there. Like, the shirt and the pants, I could totally see that outfit being worn on an episode of Full House. Very Don uh, too. He, he... Don Johnson. So it starts this, like, flirtation scene. She takes off her kind of clothes she's wearing. She has a bikini underneath it. Is she a, stares at him A very a Native American-esque bikini going Fringe. on. Fringe. Yeah, and... Um, so it takes. She, she starts, like, flirting with him... Like, rubbing oil on her boobs. Yeah. And then he goes and gets an apple. First he had a bottle. Yeah. Of, like, Dom Perignon. Pe- no. Pellegrino. Uh, Pellegrino. Yeah. He, he, he drinks that, drops that on the ground. Well, no, then, but not drop. can't forget, he, he fingers the like, hole fingers first. inside yeah. the hole, so the shot of his hand with the bottle is, like, 
spinning the bottle on the ground with his finger in the bottle hole before it, like, falls off his finger. Yeah, because, like, get fingering. Right. <laughs> finger. Yeah, finger. And then there's what that yeah the apple. Yeah, he Two went. Apples. He went and got an apple and ate it. Dropped the core on the ground. And it's just like this ridiculous. And then he goes back, back inside forth. to get something, but he doesn't come out with anything this time. He comes out and she's um, has taken her top off at this point. Well, she <laughs> she's garden she's t- got the garden hose. She's not even like. You know, she kind of been like spraying it like mistfully on herself or something. No, but just <laughs> like you know, like just the garden hose just spinning out water. You know how sexy that bloop, is. Just bloop, bloop. <laughs> and then she really sexiest. took it to another level. And then he's just like, "Oh, I fucking can't take this anymore." He starts running towards her. She starts turning around, and it goes into like seizure mode. It's like cut, 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 cut. And by the, the whole time, it's like. Uh, saxophone like super in the corner. Super sexy, yeah. Um, socks the cat. Jazz music's going on. <laughs> yeah, Bill Clinton's cat. He had a video game and he played a saxophone in it. Well, that's pretty much how that went. Yeah, yep. It went the Bill Clinton route. <laughs> and then when they when they apparently in sex in movies when you uh, are gonna have sex with somebody you have to throw the girl on the bed multiple times and oh have your nipples licked before you can do anything to her <laughs> for like ten minutes and uh-huh. and it was a very it was a pretty long sex scene too uh, even though they kept showing repeated parts over and over again and oh, shit what was I gonna say. No. Oh, they kept trying to like hide her boobs, but yeah. then they just showed them flat out. Yeah, like I thought that was very weird. Like, why even attempt to hide? To be like, ooh, boob, we're not gonna. Oh no, gotta no, make no, it no. the big payoff, I guess. Yeah, the big payoff. <laughs> it was, and then they cut. They have sex, and then he's like, "Let's do it again." And a helicopter arrives, and it's uh, Carruthers on the helicopter with lookalikes. And to be like, oh, we're going to switch them out. Yeah. And, like, so when um, Ragnar arrives, it's not really going to be them. And then halfway through the flight, he takes off the hair, and they're like, he's like, I'm Ragnar! Woo! Yeah. Eyes rolling in the back, Eyes of, the yeah. back of the head. And then when they go to his ridiculous lair hideout place that he has, she at one point goes, what happened to you, Carruthers? <laughs> what? What the fuck? Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's clearly his name was never Carruthers. <laughs> like, you were fooled, but now you should be able to realize you were fooled, and he, it is, in fact, Ragnar. She's been in there with the slow con yeah, the whole time. And she almost gets raped. <laughs> and maybe maybe that was it. Maybe the almost rape just made her mind crazy. Uh-huh. She's like, oh my god, I almost got raped. Yeah, like, that's probably it. Yeah. And she's like, what happened to that guy I trusted before? Now I can never trust t- any man. And every time Ragnar talks, especially at the end, like, what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, He's just yeah. babbling about, like, oh, and the gods, and when the this, and, like, oh, and the... And it's just Jules. like... This, like it's just this random babbling of just bullshit. And, and then he did, he did tongue uh, Danja at one point. Yeah, he vanity. stuck his tongue in her mouth. Yeah, that's right. That um, was gross. Uncomfortable. And then it just absurd chaos just happens. He chases him onto a, uh, the dam where he's going to blow the dam up. I don't know. He grabbed a bunch of flowers. You know, I don't think it was a bomb. I don't Because nothing blew up. No. The only reason things blew up because the other thing hit it. 
Right. So I think it was, he just had to be closer to it because it was with this n- little mobile thing. Where would was... the nuclear waste come from, though? I... Like, was it stored <laughs> in the dam? The nuclear waste... Well, this is how the dam worked. On one side of the dam was the nuclear waste, and the other side was the water. Oh, that makes sense. And they were level. You know what I mean? They're not going to go over... At any point it's in time, it's a, a lake of nuclear waste. Yeah, duh. yeah. I don't, I don't know where this nuclear waste was, was just being stored don't at. Don't ask questions. Yeah, and then you have to in the, fi- in the final showdown when they're going at it. Well, don't forget about the the batch of the flowers. That's a. I what about it? When he grabbed those flowers and yelled, "I win! I win!" It was the weird one of the weirder parts. Yeah, I don't, for me. I don't know why don't he grabbed flowers. What that was. I don't know. He was celebrating. He won. The yeah. flowers, and then he—they were very involved from there on out. He sniffed them a bunch of times before he took shots on people. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It was was very weird. Well, yeah, he bites his nipples. He (laughs) literally pull was able to pull his like uh, breast piece or whatever. He's wearing some sort of like uh, bustier. Bustier. Yeah, that's there. You go, and he pulled it down and bit his nipples. And then you got a little flash. And then he goes, like reverse the thing or whatever. And he goes, I don't know how to reverse it. He can't reverse. Have you ever read a spy novel? I was like, what are they, breaking the fourth wall here? I really don't understand that comment. Yeah, it was just... And then she had that sniper magnum uh-huh. in the helicopter. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. And he tried to throw him off the dam. Poor attempt at throwing somebody off of a dam. Yeah. I could throw a can off the dam better than that. Like, it was like the worst throw ever. Like, you could throw somebody... Up. If, you, if you're able to pick somebody up, you can at least toss them a little bit further than, like, a, a foot yeah. in front of you. Yeah, and... He ends up pulling off Ragnar over the railing. Yeah. I can't believe that's how he died. <laughs> what did you think? Well, first he the, stabbed I, him with his own fingernail. Yeah, he stabbed him with his own fingernail. I thought she was going to shoot him. Uh, so the fact that he got pulled over and you see his body fall the whole time and smack onto the <laughs> dam and then smack onto like four other rocks. So absurd that they showed like that long of a death for him. It was. I mean, I mean, clearly it's a dummy, but they just tossed a dum- like dummy <laughs> off. I, I'm really glad that this wasn't made like on that cusp of like CG kind of becoming a thing. Because yeah. it would have been a really terrible like shit CG body. And like it would have looked fucking horrible. Yeah, they just tossed this dummy off and it looked so funny just the body flame. Because really, until he hit the first time, there's no reason for the body to be flailing like a dummy because he's like a person. Nobody's just going to be like this while falling <laughs> until you're already dead and your body's limp. Like, well, that's yeah. what the budget called for. Yeah, well, oh, it looked great. It was hilarious. It was fucking real. They did another time when that guy fell down that stairwell. Yeah. yeah. All the way down. Right on the railing. Yeah, that was a fucking good one. And uh, then they make some jokes about going back to school when it's all over with, and they're, like, laughing, like, ha-ha, like, bye. You gonna be able to pass by 101 now? Yeah. And, and then he's like, yeah, bye. And he kisses her and then, like, leaves. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, Joe, JK, LOL. Just like turns it back around like three times. Yeah, it's really back. long. He, it took a long time to turn back around. And he's just like, get in. And then she gets in. He sits on the top of this dune buggy where they have to go over all sorts of hills. <laughs> super safe. And then the general guy and like the leader of the agency are just like, <laughs> those kids. It's Such like, a star grove. And they literally drive into the sunset. It's like literally trying to make like the star grove a thing. 
Like, oh, here he goes in another adventure. Yeah. It's just like one of those here we go again endings. I feel a lot of B movies end that way. Yep, yep, Especially yep. B action movies. I feel like they're always trying to set it up to be a thing. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, there are movies where you clearly are trying to see they're trying to, they set it up for a sequel. Mm-hmm. But they set it up into a sequel maybe in a more, like, subtle way. As in, like, oh, this per this little thing is still alive, or this person was really this. Or yeah. This. You know what I mean? It's never a... You don't see in bigger movies a, here we go again ending. It's just, it's always like that. Like, Mac and Me has one of those endings. Like, we'll be back, it mm-hmm. says, and then they're driving. Like, oh, here we go. Oh and it's God. it's always some of those here we go again endings in action yep, B yep, action yep. movies especially in the eighties. Um, one and then it ends with the Never Too Young to Die song, which was ridiculous. And they said the name of the movie at one point in the movie. Uh, he's like, "You're never too young to yeah. die." It was at the end when he was supposed to yeah. throw him over the wood. Yeah, uh, it's funny you're talking about the amount of rape in this. There's a movie called Land of Doom, and it's a Mad Max ripoff. It's like huge Mad Max ripoff. Mm. But at one point, like Beyond the ba- Lightning Dome, uh, the group that's like the main bad group, they're all they're all wearing like dominatrix s clothing. Leather with like the ring in the middle with like the ties. Like I don't know why this is this group. So leather was apparently <laughs> in abundance in the in the post apocalyptic future. You know Whatever. everything went to shit, but all this leather made the it. The cows are still here. Yeah, and um, there's a scene where they multiple scenes where these the bad guys go into just villages and just start raping, and you just see them like banging on the stairs, banging over here, banging. It's just like oh, raping, 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 raping. Right? I don't know. Maybe it just in the eighties. People didn't give a fuck. There's movies that are PG that I put in, tried to play at my old job, and I'd be like, "Holy shit!" Yep, they just threw whatever in there. They didn't give a fuck. Right, right, right. Yeah, they were like, "If you're a woman, you're gonna get raped because obviously you can't stand a chance defending yourself, and we would not give you a shot at even trying to depict someone who could even you know minutely defend themselves." Um. I was looking, uh, as always, on uh, some some reviews here off of uh, the old oh, I- IMDb, and uh, this person says, Gene Simmons plus Vanity plus John Stamos equals a movie guaranteed to satisfy. Look how they spelled guarantee. Guaranteed. <laughs> oh, go, go, no. go, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Oh, no. Guaranteed. That's sad. Um, I was, while I was browsing at my local video store, I no- noticing that all the new releases that I have not seen were recycled plots and actors made by Hollywood hype machine, I decided to venture into the vast library of catalog titles. I'm very satisfied in doing so, for I would not have discovered this gem in the cinematic coal mine. This okay. film is pure balls-to-the-wall kick-ass fun. Unintentionally funny, action-packed, and with a glimpse of 80s beauty, vanity's topless breast. Leave the viewer happy. He, she rented this item instead of insert sitcom to movie remake set in modern times, stripping it of all its greatness that the sitcom made classic here. What? What? <laughs> Uh, he's just pissed about movies nowadays. Like, insert sitcom to movie remake set in modern times, stripping it of the greatness that the that made the sitcom a classic. The he, she part is what weird. Oh, like, he or she, like, oh. the, as the renter, you... I think it was all of that hermaphroditic yeah. talk earlier. And he says, great to watch with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. But I like this one, this person. I don't know what others are thinking, but this film is the fat. <laughs> P-H-A-T. <laughs> the fat. It's, the author is the, the author is the real deal from Charleston, Carolina. Real deal, Holyfield. Yep, you can reach him at Bronze 
underscore kingpin at yahoo.com. Oh. Should put his email address down there if he didn't want us to email him. Um, <laughs> this movie is great. I don't see anyone can sit up and possibly say anything like <laughs> some some of the before. stuff I've read about this film from the other comments. Take it from me, a true non-biased critic that, that this movie, Never Too Young to Die, is a great action film. Gene Simmons is awesome. Plays the hell out of that hermaphrodite role. Vanity, <laughs> beautiful and wonderful acting. Stamos is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said he played a puss. But would have preferred to have seen someone else play the role of Stargrove. The, oh, I don't know why he capitalized someone. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the film is a spy flick. <laughs> spy flicked. F-L-I-C-T. Okay. <laughs> Full of action and surprises. You also get to see Vanity naked. Everyone's really excited about the Or half naked. You would think that men have never seen tits in their life. That that's that makes you want to watch <laughs> it even more. Take it from me. If you love action movies with a twist, this is perfect. What twist was there? <laughs> if you like deranged, strange, unique movies, go out and rent this right now. Oh, you know who Gene Simmons kind of reminded me of too was um, Leatherface, Leatherface, and that terrible one we watched with Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah. Yeah, kind of. Oh, like yeah. a draggy one. Uh, the next generation. Mm-hmm. They should make a crossover with Degrassi. Yeah. No. <laughs> Look, and this one, too. There's like This person's like, wow, great movie for, for 1986, the year I was born. And they're like, uh, it will have you thinking what's going on next, and maybe at the end you'll... Uh, maybe at the end of your seat. Well, maybe not at the end of your seat, but still, it's Gene Simmons, so you gotta love it. This person's also a huge Kiss fan. They mention up at the top, and they just talk about Kiss a bunch. And then, oh, and there's a sex scene with John Stamos and Vanity. Doesn't show much, but it does show some of Vanity naked. <laughs> People are fucking... I told you, man, in the 80s, she was like a D, like kind of like a, a thing. Yeah. So, like, you didn't get to see her naked, and from what I remember in Last Dragon... Now you get to see her. I don't remember her for some reason, but I wasn't a boy in the eighties. I wasn't. I didn't go into my tomboyish phase till the nineties. I only, like I said, I would. Only, I only remember her because of she's in Last Dragon, mm-hmm. and I watched that movie a bunch. So saw boobies. And then, and then boobs. She just has. Uh, she apparently had a hit song, "Nasty Girl." That was in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And, Nasty uh, girl. Yeah. I'm not dead. She was in the movie. She's in the movie Action Jackson. Oh, okay. With, wow, that uh, was weird. Carl Weathers. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Some people really love this movie, and mainly because Vanity shows her boobs. I just can't believe John Stamos is such a puss puss in it. But when does he play like a hard ass role? <laughs> How often I, is he I either playing like, a hard ass? I feel like Jesse Gonzalez, I guess, was kind of like. Who's like a cool guy? Cool guy wears leather vests over like shirts, and yeah. I'm kind of a badass, but like I'm still a family guy. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't do the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he's never really. Pl- that's true, like but I guess I just didn't. I think the cool guy thing maybe that's why I didn't think he'd be such a pussy. But in the other stuff, they made him play, like, weirdos before. He's played weirdos in other stuff. Not, like, in the 80s, but, like, after this. I feel like anytime he's in something made for TV or something, he plays some kind of fucking fucked up weirdo. He was on some Australian show, though, and he was drunk as fuck. Mm. He was very fucked up. He grabbed, like, a... There was, like, a... 
Like talk show, it wasn't like uh, it was some Australian or some show, right? kind of talk show. You know, Graham. No, okay, Graham Norton. No, it was. Everybody always seems to get really wasted on that show. It was something, and there was some kind of. You ever see Mark Wahlberg on there? Mm. Jeez, he was fucking hammered. Oh God. He they do like a thing on there where they like pull a lever and somebody yeah. falls back in the chair, and Mark Wahlberg was like obsessed with it and like wasted and kept wanting to do it and like oh, was. Oh my God. You know, funny. I don't I like know. That, so I like that show. I like that. Then point, I actually get to watch it on BBC America. Look up the interview with him. It's something about, there's like a head and it's like a decoration and he like grabs it and he's off. Oh, super fucked up. What I is, don't remember. What does John Samuels do now? He was on, he's Unnecessary Roughness. I said Yikes. Oikos. Yikes. Well, he's Unnecessary Roughness. I don't know. What it's it a fucking USA. Yep. That's why. No Procedural thanks. show. You know, characters welcome. <laughs> no. Sargrove welcome. Oh, he was on ER? Longmire. He was huh? on ER? I don't... Everyone was fucking on ER. He was on there for 65 episodes. ER was episodes. like Star Trek. Everybody's ass was on ER. a long time to be on ER. a show. He was a coma patient. You no, know, he was a doctor on ER for a while. I remember that. I never watched ER, so I don't know. Mm-mm. John Stamos. George Stamos. He's in also in a movie called Born to Ride. Born to Ride. He was born to break the rules. Baby, I was born to ride. It's Never a motorcycle movie. Go figure. Great, go figure. Motorcycle movie. Right. Well, he's in motorcycles on fucking class. classic. And in Stargrove. And in Stargrove, he was in a motorcycle, so it all comes full circle. Well, next week, we're going to watch the 1986, uh, six. <laughs> I'm fucking up all over the night. 1986, uh, cult classic, uh, Night of the Creeps. It recently popped up on Netflix. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I really, really enjoy this movie. If you've seen Slither, Slither is kind of like a pseudo kind of remake-ish type of deal. Two Night of the Creeps, uh, it's kind of like the first kind of... B-movie that kind of takes an homage to the genre. It really wasn't happening too much at the time. And uh, kind of pokes fun a little bit here and there. And it's a pretty ridiculous movie. It's uh, I, But I I really like it. Cool. Yeah. Woo! Woo Night of the Creeps from 1986. It's available on Netflix. The good news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. Oh. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho. If you scream, you're dead. Uh-oh. So many taglines going around. So yeah, next week check it out on Netflix, or I'm sure you've seen a lot of people have seen this movie. It's a it's a cult cult classic. So uh, yep, check it out for B movie breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. And touch vanity's boobs. Yeah. Bite boobs. Bite, oh, bite boobs. boobs. That's much better. <laughs> it's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. Break down.